podcast time. Good fun, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Matt? Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm about the same. Are you okay there? <laughs> yeah, that's my answer at the beginning of like every episode. You were like holding your breath. I know. I'm trying not to breathe into my microphone. I'm doing like everything possible to not make editing. <sighs> oh. Everybody loves hearing breathing and eating on, on a podcast. Ew. No. <laughs> the Ron Burgundy podcast, the very first episode op- opened with him eating like a bag of chips or something into the microphone. That's hilarious. Yep. That's really funny. <laughs> well, yeah. We had two pretty cool episodes. Yeah, we do. I can't remember, but I think this is like the best two episode combo we've had in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Jake yeah. Suit and uh, B More. Listen, I'm going to tell our listeners here. If I had seen that Be More episode earlier on, my initial opinion of BMO would be wildly different. Yeah, yeah. I like. Have you even seen that episode? Have you led me astray this whole time? Have I seen that episode? Oh, I've seen it, but it's been like, I hadn't seen it since like the year that it aired, which was a long time ago now. And I remember thinking it was really good, but this time watching it, I was like, this might be my favorite BMO episode. It was like my favorite episode of the season. Really? Oh, 100%. It's really good. I'm, I'm like marking a little tally sheet, like keeping track of the different episodes that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we'll go and do our our tradition of sitting and at a bar and making our our top 10 list or whatever you know that's like i look forward to that all season that's like my favorite thing to do Mm -hmm. it always gets like the least amount of listens of all the episodes (laughs) but it's still my favorite one to record it's good it's good anyway so but that definitely i mean i I dare say i like that better than up a tree oh really really wow up a tree love more more than anything but this beam episode yeah oh Going into these two episodes, I was like, oh, all right, Jake Sue, one of my favorites. And I was like, yeah, and okay, so it's going to be paired with B more. I remember that one being pretty good. And this time through, I was like, what was I, what, what? <laughs> this episode's awesome. It pulled on my heartstrings. Same here. I got a little choked up. Me too. Me too. Well, I think that has to do with our life situation, but hmm. you know, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, Jake Sue was okay. Yeah, really? I thought Jake Suit was all. I love Jake Suit. I right. think it's really fun. We, you know what? We should just get to the episode. Let's do it. Let's yeah. we'll jump right we, in we this time. We don't have anything. We, we're, nothing's changed for us. We're the no, same. No, it's pretty much... I haven't done anything. So, <laughs> all, so, yeah. So, should we get to it? Let's just jump right in. All right, we're jumping in. Both feet. Splash. Into the volcano. <laughs> That's That tracks. All right. So, here we go. Jake Suit has an IMDb rating of 7.9, which Ooh. is really low. That is low. I thought this I would have at least an 8. I was shocked when I read that. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, overall number, 131. It's 27th episode of this season. Directed by Elizabeth Ito. Um, written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Cole Sanchez. Original air date was July 15th, 2013. All right. And it had 2.46 million U.S. viewers. That seems good, I think. It's been like 2.0-something yeah. the last few, if I remember right. Yeah. And the title card is Finn's face popping out of Jake's mouth as he's wearing Jake as the Jake suit. And he's crushing the letters that look like it's like Flintstone letters, like built from rock. Also, there's some like protruding things that look like tears, like, but... Like skin tag tears. Yeah. That's kind of gross. And Jake's lie. eyes are really bugging out. Yeah. I love it. Is, this is a really is, funny picture. And his muscles are really flexy. Yep. <laughs> oh, let's, let's do it. Pop I love it out. this one. <laughs> All right. The episode starts with Finn wearing Jake as the, quote, Jake shoot. Shoot? Jake shoot. Jake suit. Smashing around the tree fort and letting Bimo attack him as hard as it can. Not realizing that he is causing Jake pain. Finn then jumps off the roof and lands crotch first on a fence. Jake then spits out Finn. Bimo comes outside and hits Jake one last time before the screen goes black and scene goes to Finn playing with Bimo on the couch. Jake has a a red lower half of his body as he limps (laughs) onto the couch to lie down. As he recovers, he chastises Finn while Finn tells him um, pain is easy to take. 
Jake challenges this by shrinking down, hopping into Finn's body and taking control of it to wear Finn like a suit until he admits that pain is not fun. Yeah, when Jake goes into Finn's body, you can see like an x-ray of Finn. It's like Jake's body's like coursing through him like yeah, veins. Yeah, yeah. But then when he like is actually moving Finn, it's like it's like he's never... Yeah, he's like, he moves all limp. Yeah. But Also... Finn's kind of an a-hole. Throughout this whole episode. Yes. Really funny. Yeah. Yes. I love when uh, when he jumps onto the uh, fence in Jake's body and he's like grinding on the fence. Yeah. Like he's riding <laughs> it like, like a bull. Like, yeah. So unfortunately, Jake is not graceful as Finn cannot control his body well enough to physically hurt him. Instead, gets Dream Journal of a Boring Man, Volume 12, to make <laughs> Finn read it, hoping to torture him with boredom. And so um, Jake likes psychological pain yes not so much physical pain jake's like there's there's two ways to do this one physical pain and emotional pain yep however the plan backfires as jake falls asleep reading the book and finn becomes enthralled with the book that doesn't shock me at all yeah yeah absolutely i finn's like oh this is actually pretty good stuff and then he does like a whole who's on first kind of bit yeah which i i have to admit i hate that that joke in everything plus one yep if you don't know the you know who's on first it's the who's on first what what, what? i don't know the who's thing who? Who? Who, who, yeah no, who's I, on I first just butchered it but yeah everybody's heard the joke it's or some from, variation um, of it it's from the three stooges right it's either the three stooges or it's abbott and costello oh i or, think you're right i think it's abbott and costello i think that's like their Thing. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's been done a million times. Yeah, anyway, I'm sick to death of that joke. <laughs> anyway, so after Jake wakes up, they uh, get hungry, and uh, Finn offers to tr- a truce so that Jake can make them lunch. And Jake's like, oh, well, I wish I know what we could call truces. I'll remember the next time my junk is hurtling towards a fence post. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so Finn recommends that Jake use this as an opportunity to cause Finn pain. So Jake makes a delicious meatloaf, Finn's favorite food, and Jake just eats it himself to get Finn to admit that he's wrong. But Finn is completely undeterred. And that was really funny because like he'd take a forkful and like take it towards his mouth, and Jake would be like, "Eat it his up!" His head pops out. Oh, of his it made mouth. me so happy. That was yep. the best. I made meatloaf last night. It was yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, we do every plate. We're not sponsored by them, but they no. are good. Helps every us, plate. It helps us. It helps us make dinners and not have to think about it. Do you hate having to think about what you're going to make for dinner tonight? Every plate. (laughs) (laughs) That's free advertising, Matthew. (laughs) Um, So then Finn's special occasion phone suddenly rings and Finn notices that Flame Princess is calling. Finn says that he's not going to answer because Jake might embarrass him, which gives Jake the idea to do so. Jake forces Finn to waddle over to Flame Princess's house. He does waddle. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like he doesn't know how to make Finn walk without yeah. like his arms being out his and like knees everything. Don't move at all. Everything is like stick man. It's yeah. really funny. Um, she meets them outside. She says that she's worried because Finn didn't answer the phone, um, and that she invited the quote less evil members of her family to meet Finn over dinner. Jake then forces Finn to not only take off his clothes, but so he like strips off his shirt and I was like, oh, okay, where's this going? Mm-hmm. Then his pants, I was like, oh my. And then he takes the dining cloth and pushes it into his underwear <laughs> and then sings my favorite song, Punch a Yo Buns. Okay, yeah, what a surprise that was. Yeah, it's that like, made me happy. I totally forgot that that happens in this episode. Yep, and he sounded just like it and he did like the high-pitched voice and everything. He's like, I will punch a yo buns. And he's like smacking a like turkey. It's great. <laughs> Flame Princess and her family are aghast at this until Flame Princess is like, oh, maybe this is a tradition we don't know about. And then she meets him outside and she's like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, Jake, is that you? And she realizes that Jake's controlling Finn and learns about the bet. She wishes Finn the best of luck with the bet, saying, hey, you got this. Go get him, Tiger. And uh, they leave. Yeah, and Jake's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we haven't mentioned this up to this point, but everybody is using the ter- the phrase, what the Bjork? What the Bjork? So, like, Finn said at the beginning, I know Jake says it at some point, and here, Flame Princess says it too, like, what the Bjork B- is going on here? Bemo says it also. What the Bjork? What the Bjork? I love it. So, they go to Lady Randicorn's house, where Lady is seen washing dishes when she sees Finn walking by the window. <laughs> Again, waddling towards the door. 
So they go inside, and she asks where Jake is. And then Jake stretches out his head and says that he's in Finn's body. As TV, their son passes by and says hi to them while heading to his computer. No, and TV is voiced by the same actor, voice actor that does Tino from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Tina absolutely. from it's, Bob's Burgers. And it's just the exact same voice as Tina. It's great. Hey, I love it. Can you do it again? Hey, Dad. <laughs> My first kiss with Jimmy Pesto has to be perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I could work on my Tina. <laughs> so when Jake tells Lady of the bet and asks for advice on how to win, TV just says, oh, jump into a volcano. So Jake takes the advice, goes to a volcano, and by fortuitous circumstance, mm-hmm. meets some firewolves, whom Jake uses kibble to bait into attacking Finn. However, 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 they just eat the kibble and lick Finn's face and their heat does not bother Finn at all. Jake takes Finn to the volcano and starts to lower him into the lava. However, once it becomes clear that Finn is not afraid of getting his skull burned in lava, which, by the way, lava would kill you. Haven't you seen Lord of the Rings? Yep. Like there's. Yeah. So stupid. But he, like, burns, like, half his head, and it's just, anyway. Yeah, it's messed up. So, anyway, Jake says to himself that Finn is crazy, pulls him out of the volcano, and leaves Finn's body and admits defeat. Finn rejoices and then immediately (laughs) jumps into Jake's mouth to form the Jake suit again and jumps into the volcano just for fun. Yeah, lunatic. He is willing to die to prove himself right here. I know, man. It's ridiculousness. Uh, so then we flash to them in the Candy Kingdom's hospital where Finn and Jake are refer- recovering in full body casts. And then this is my nightmare. <laughs> I like was I wrote in my notes. No, with multiple O's, <laughs> like a dozen O's. And they walk in with like those stupid clown nurses show up much to Finn's horror and Jake's delight. Finn's like, no. Jake's like, yes. Yeah. Ugh. So many callbacks in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think of this one? Um, I thought it was fine. It was good. Um, I Again, I like the Bebo one better, but like this one was good. Um, I don't like how, J- like I get like this just highlights the difference between the different, like their different personalities, which yeah. I think is funny. But I do like the the callbacks. They had the flying squirrel at one point flying yes. around. Just like, during like a montage. Yeah. During the, while well, he's reading the book and like Jake falls asleep. Yeah. And then you um, have like the clown nurses and the, the firewolves. Did you ever say firewolves? No, I didn't. It's, um. Um, werewolf queen. It's always werewolf queen. It's always werewolf queen. Um, <clears throat> no, and then the the tough tootin' baby. That was like the biggest surprise of the episode, and it made me feel so good inside. Yeah. I loved it. I always have a blast watching this episode. I actually just watched this just a few weeks ago, just oh, for yeah? fun. Yep. I was just kind of like on a... I was like, oh, just get myself psyched up for the rest of season five. And uh, it was while I was still visiting my family in Hawaii... I just put on a a few random season five episodes. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one and this one. I thought one of the cool things, too, was Flame Princess um, and her encouragement of him. It reminded me of at the end of Spider-Man when What's-Her-Name says, go get him, Tiger. Go get him, Tiger. That was my favorite. Also, when you see Jake in Finn's mouth, you also see how many teeth Finn is missing, yeah. which is alarming to he me. He has very few teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an episode that covers that a little further down the line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. What did you think about the episode? What you, would you like, what you didn't like? I like everything about this episode. It's just super fun. I, I, I watch this one all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if I have like 10 most watched episodes of Adventure Time, this is probably like around like number eight or nine yeah, yeah yeah maybe even higher i don't know anyway i just love this one yeah it's, it's really it's really good for sure it's definitely something that i mean i wouldn't mind watching again i just don't like how finn abuses jake yeah when he's in jake's suit and it just like again i think that's part of the thing is like it just it highlights how they're different and how they treat each other differently and their thoughts are differently different and i don't yeah. know it's like not only does he not regard his own safety, he regards no one else or oh, their feelings no. when he's in the Jake suit. No kidding. He's like, you know, battering Jake's body and then like Bemo's hitting him with uh, a board and Finn's like, you're weak, Bemo. I was like, Well, yeah. On, and it's like, does he not have a concept of like the fact that he's causing Jake pain? I, I guess, guess not. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, oh, whatever. Jake just can't handle it. I could handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where is the snail? The snail is on top of a shelf above the clock towards the beginning of the episode in the treehouse. Uh, it's when Finn is in the Jake suit and he's going to grab a can of grape soda. You can just barely see the snail in the back. Yeah, I mean, they get that over pretty quick, huh, in the episode. That's like mm-hmm. one of the first scenes. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, you see the snail almost immediately in this episode. Snail watch! 2022. <laughs> All right, what was your favorite line? My favorite line was, what the Bjork? From everyone <laughs> in the episode. But yeah. there's a backup favorite line. Yeah, what is it? Dude, I'm graceful. Mom raised me graceful. I'm glad you said that. I loved that. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it, it's like a little peek into like the childhood, early childhood of Finn. I think that Finn must have had a better relationship with their mom than Jake did. Yeah. And then Jake had a better relationship with their dad. Yeah, because you know Jake like idolizes his dad, but he totally. was kind of a jerk to Finn. Yeah, yeah. So Finn was probably a mama's boy. Yeah. Yep, just like me. Yes, you are. I'm a total mama's boy. You are. But that's okay. I like your mom. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's pretty rad. <laughs> she's very much a Rhode Islander. Oh, what's your favorite line? Mine is, every bruise is a hickey from the universe. And that was Finn. And then it's later referenced at the end. And Jake's like, every bruise is a hickey from the universe. Yeah. And I need to take my licks. As he jumps into a volcano. Mm-hmm. What's your impression? Oh, my impression is... What are you doing in front of my family? Which is <laughs> Flame Princess's brother. Who was in the military? Yeah. He's, yeah I have so from the military. many questions about this. There's so much. Yeah, yeah. Is it the the Flame Kingdom military? Is it are there other militaries? Yeah. Is every kingdom have their own military? Did he enlist when he was 18? I don't even know. And how come he's not also, possibly next in line for Roy for um, yeah, because um, he Fire appeared Kingdom. older than FP. Yeah, maybe he just you know stepped out. Maybe it's like a Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, like uh, maybe you know I'm gonna join the guard. And he took the quote quote unquote vow of celibacy. Yes. Spoiler alert: <laughs> He's not celibate. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched it, I know it just came out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show's so old now it has a spin-off series. <laughs> yeah, and another one's coming. Oh boy. It's that Jon Snow one. Jon Snow. With Kit Harrington. Yep. I really can't wait for that. I hope it's good. I hope it's good too. <sighs> I just put on loan on the hold for so for those of you who don't know, you can get audiobooks for free through Libby, which is like through your public library. And I just listened to all three of the Crazy Rich Asians books. Yeah, she did. And I put on hold the the Fire and Blood, which is the House of the Dragons. So oh, I'm nice. 37th in line. Awesome. Well, you're going to get the <laughs> whole rest of that TV series spoiled for you. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And then that. you could be the one that's like, this is hardly like the book. I know. That's how you are during Gr- uh, Game of Thrones. That is how I was during Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting so far off track. Oh, or, my goodness. Impressions. Impressions. So what's your impression? That was Finn, Finn, who was like, I'm not going to yield to the lava yeah. melting my skull. Yep. <laughs> he was like, ugh, lava, you ain't got nothing on me. Yeah, I love that shot of him hurling into the uh, lava in yeah. the Jake suit. Oh, my goodness. It's like an over-the-shoulder shot, like yeah. super dramatic. Yeah, it is. It is very... Oh, my gosh, speaking of super dramatic... I want to share with our listeners that we got a really cool advent calendar for next year because it probably won't be here till January. Ooh. But it's Hans Gruber falling from... Nakatomi Tower? Yes. Yeah. And you like move him down every day. It's really exciting. That is really funny. I can't wait. (laughs) Hey, Matt. Yes? We got some trivia. Kick the trivia song. It's trivia time. Trivia. Trivia. This episode's title is similar to one of the scrapped episodes, Jake's suit, which also involved Finn wearing Jake as a suit. I wonder what that episode would have been I like. would totally want to see that. Yeah, me too. I would love to see just like a whole offshoot series of scrapped episodes. No kidding. Or, maybe they were scrapped for a good reason. Or what if like it's a whole series about Finn and Jake as adventurers, but Finn wears the Jake suit as armor. Yeah. As armor. Uh, armor. <laughs> <laughs> Without real armor, you're weak. 
<laughs> so it's revealed that TV still lives with his mom and that he can speak English as of this episode. When Jake is singing the Punchy Yo Bun song, he sings the first line incorrectly, singing, I'm a tough tootin' baby, rather than I'm a buff buff baby. He totally does. And I realize I always sing the yeah. Jake version. Yeah, I me always too. sing it wrong. I'm a tough tootin' baby. I'm a Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The line uh, Jake sings does not come into the song until later. Oh. Well, then. So this episode shows that Finn has an almost non-existent gag reflex, given that he can take having an immobile object in his throat for a long period of time without coughing, gagging, or vomiting. Holy hell. I can barely brush my teeth without Uh, gagging. I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, Finn is noticed to somehow have a slight occasional sadomasochistic behavior. Someone who enjoys pain and loves inflicting pain. Also, Finn doesn't enjoy losing, especially to a bet or to Jake. Ah, it's funny because in Card Wars, it was flipped and Jake was the one who couldn't handle losing. No kidding. And Finn's just like, brah. He's like, I'm throwing the game, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love Card Wars. That episode rocks. I think that's like one of my favorite of all time. Same. Uh, Easily. That's such a freaking good episode. I can watch that one anytime. We should go watch that episode. Hmm? We should watch that episode. We should. We should watch that soon. Okay. So at the start of the episode, after Finn kicks and destroys a part of the treehouse, Ice King can be seen hiding for a brief second. What? I didn't notice that. That's crazy. Hiding? Really? Oh, we got to look for that. Mm-hmm. We, we saw him go flying back. by the treehouse at one point. <laughs> yeah, we saw him flying by, but I'm wondering if like hiding. Yeah. I missed that. That's crazy. All right. Finn once again wears Jake as his suit in the episode The Silent King. Finn comments on this saying, man, I haven't worn the Jake suit in a while. I knew. Remember, we knew that he wore him before. Yeah. yeah that's when they're fighting Zergiog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Zergiog. So this is the first time Jake shows he knows Punchy Obans. Previ- previously, it was only seen within Finn's mind as in Memory of a Memory and Goliad. However, it is unknown when he knew this, when and how he came to know the song. The clown nurses from Another Way, Another Way appears at the end of the episode to help Finn and Jake recover from their burns. Finn's horror and Jake's delight with the nurses also appear. Yep. Amy's horror and Matt's delight? Question Yay! mark. I think it's hilarious. Jake brings up his romantic ranking system from Burning Low again when he is about to send Finn into the volcano saying... The universe is going to have a full-on makeout session with you, bro. I'm talking minimum tier eight. I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Love. <laughs> this episode had so many callbacks. I know. It's like it a ridiculous insane. amount. It's like one of those like episodes that you watch on The Simpsons where it had, I'm Troy McClure, and they yeah. like like flashbacked, like a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Those are my least favorite. The flashback episodes. Good me too. job, Adventure Time, for making this my, not my least favorite. Yeah, right? Like, it, this is practically one of those, you know, in, like you were saying, in, like, sitcoms, so they do the episode that's just like, oh, it's, we're going to show, like, the best of the show up to this point. This is, like, almost that for Adventure Time, but, like, really covert about it. Yeah, I love it. I thought it was really clever the way they did that, if that was their intention. Yeah. Um, As revealed in Puhoy, another amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Like a tearjerker. Like, yeah. That episode is, like, hardcore. That episode is, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's one of the best. Yeah. Oh, man. So many good episodes. Adventure Time. Gosh dang you. We yeah. Love you. This episode is bringing out the memories of like the best episodes we've seen. No kidding. That means Up a Tree is one of the best episodes we've seen because there was a callback in there. Yep. There's the squirrel. <laughs> in the tree. Part, part of, of the, the tree. tree. In the tree. <laughs> anyway, Rain and Corn children age quickly. All of Jake and Lady's children have moved out on their own except Obvi TV. TV. The special occasion phone is the third phone that Finn used. The others were in Go With Me and Reign of Gunther's. There's a can of Super Porp shown mm-hmm. when Finn says, Stretchy arm power. This is the grape soda from Dark Purple. Cool. Finn also displays his Hellwood masochistic behavior once again in this episode, just like in Five Short Grables when he admits to liking the pain. So this was Lady Rainicorn's first appearance since Jake the Dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, I knew she, Lady hadn't been around for a while. I guess not. Yeah, she'd been helping with those kids, I guess. All right, so culture references. The name of the Icelandic musician Bjork is used as an <laughs> exclamation in this episode three times, once by Finn, once by FP, and once by Jake. Uh, actually, I think Bimo also says it. 
I think you're right. I think so, too. So I think this is not complete. No. Yeah. When the clown nurses arrive, one of them sings the Entry of the Gladiators by Julius Fusik, a motif generally used in association with the circus. It's funny. So Entry of the Gladiators. Like, you hear that song, you think of clowns, you don't think so much about gladiators. I know, right? (laughs) That's interesting. So you had no prediction for this episode because you've already seen it. Yeah, it's true. I have seen this before. And uh, so... One time. One time before. But you had not seen... Be Be more. more. So we're going to use this brand new rubric created by a friend of the podcast, Caroline. Woohoo! Thanks, Caroline. And also, can I just say, she like has a whole one pager and she put a rubric time and it says rubric on there and then time and there's a little sortie going through the time and it makes me happy yeah, inside. it's amazing. I gotta Every put it time on. I look at it, it, make, it warms my heart. Yep. I'm going to put it on our Twitter page. I'm on saying that. I'm reminding myself for yeah. when I'm listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> doing the editing. And doing the editing. Like, put it on the Twitter page, yo. And I'll be like, oh, I got to put it on the Twitter page. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put an image of the rubric that she made because it's awesome. Um, anyway, without further ado, it is rubric time. What are you like? The the guy from um, IT Crowd, Father. Father. Matt Berry. <laughs> yeah, Matt Berry. New oh York my City. Good. I love him so <laughs> He's much. He's so funny. Matt Berry, you're a gem. Oh, actually, we didn't need the rubric time thing yet because that's right. We're not grading anything because you saw this one. Yeah, you were going to introduce it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, yeah, the grading system. So we're going to be doing it in the next one, which is B more. And before you guess what that one's about, I'm going to just read the rubric that she wrote. And it's, it's longer, so I'm just going to read it once, and then I'm going to put it in the show notes for future reference for people if they want to figure out how the grading system works. Deal with it. Hey, Caroline, <laughs> I just want to express my appreciation. Team Rubric, this is a win for us. And yes, it um, suck it, Team No-No. Oh, oh, man, my pride is broken. Well, I couldn't <laughs> say no when somebody put all this effort into writing a rubric for us. So the criteria... So it's based on a one to five scale. Like one is like not at all, and five is completely. So the criteria they is... They call that a Likert scale, just ah, so you okay, know. okay, there we go. So does the prediction contain the same characters as the actual episode, like one to five? If I worked at Adventure Time Corp, when I produced this episode idea, how much creative effort was put forth while coming up with this prediction? Do the prediction and the actual episode follow the same archetype? You know, love and loss. Heroic adventures, self-discovery, etc. Would this story aid in the development of the overall plot and or character development? Ooh, I love that one. Yeah. Do the events of the story seem plausible in regard to character traits? Like, it would not be plausible for Finn to do something evil. So I don't know if I agree with that because Finn, like in this episode... (laughs) Isn't very good. (laughs) But anyway, go ahead. Does a similar storyline occur at some later point in the show? And has a oh that's a three bonus points one yeah and a negative two bonus points is has a similar storyline already occurred in a previous reviewed episode that kind of puts a lot of pressure on me to be really creative yes it does (laughs) (laughs) that's the folly of the rubric and then she gives it a nice um grading scale based on number of points from a b c d and f yep yep it's like four to nine points total is an f uh and so forth Anyway, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put this rubric in our show notes. Yeah. So when you're listening to the podcast, you can read it. Yeah. And um, there you go. And maybe you can grade it yourself. And if you want, you can like email us or like put it on Twitter. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, but you know, all that counts is Master Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but how we might do it is um. So anyway, uh, you you have a guest for the next episode, which I is B more. I do, and I've never seen this episode. I've seen a lot of episode five, so I or season five. So I feel like I feel bad because the listeners haven't been able to have my beloved guesses, but I have not seen B more. So what's your guess? Oh, uh, oh that. Okay, <laughs> Bmo decides that they don't want to live in the treehouse anymore. They strike out on their own to quote be more like self actualization. Then a sidekick to Jake and Finn. They start a bakery featuring cookies of their latest tales and adventures, and they are the finest in all of Candy Kingdom. 
It isn't until Jake and Finn come to visit the shop do they realize that BMO was gone in the first place. They win them back with the promise of needing them in their adventures. Oh, cool, cool. So starting a bakery. All right, well, let the judging commence. Commence? (laughs) Commence. So starting a bakery. Oh, man, I I had a joke for that and I lost it. Next. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the cookie crumbles was in there somewhere. Oh, (laughs) I love it. Absolutely no frame of reference anymore. (laughs) All right, so should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. All right, so... Episode 28 of Season 5, Be More, has an IMDb rating of 8.7, which is phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's up there. This episode is, like, seriously insane, honey. Yeah. Like, why have you been keeping this episode from me? I just forgot how good it was. It's, it is marvelous. It is. All right. Overall number is 132. Um, directed by Nate Cash. Um, written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard. Original air date, July 22nd, 2013, and 2.67 U.S. viewers in the millions. Very cool. And the title card is an, a really awesome image of BMO standing on top of a rock formation with a sun either rising or setting behind them. And with a hobo stick. like With a hobo going, stick. Yeah, like yep. they're leaving. Yeah, it's, cool. it's awesome. It's a really, really good image. All right, so this episode starts with BMO hiding under a box. BMO brings up a file manager interface on its screen and drags and deletes file. BMO seems to enjoy this. Like, like let me put it this way. BMO is having alone time. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. That's totally what you can get from this scene. Like. And hiding in a box. Like, like their response is, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's just keep that in mind, folks. Okay. Anyway, um, BMO seems to enjoy this, although it seems to make it a little weak. BMO repeats this process, but accidentally selects and deletes um, coresystemsdrivers.sys. Deleting this crucial program causes BMO to collapse. BMO wakes up to see that Finn and Jake had found BMO and propped it up on some pillows. BMO stuttering, which is really clever throughout the whole episodes. Um, where they are stuttering the entire time. Mm -hmm. And my favorite place is go right, 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 go left. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so sometimes you'll think that Beam was going to say one thing that ends up being something completely different. So great. Anyway, they explain that it needs to install new core software drivers, which they can find at the Mo MO factory in the Badlands where BMO was born. Yeah, my favorite one was, Finn, you're dumb, 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 the man. (laughs) (laughs) So BMO leads Finn and Jake there, but warns them that damaged Moe's get a full memory wipe before they're repaired. And Finn and Jake assure them, uh, assure BMO that they will not let that happen. So BMO then explains that only Moe's are allowed into the factory. So Jake just easily shapeshifts into a Moe. And Finn pretends to be a Moe by stuffing his head and arms into his shirt, exposing his stomach, and placing BMO on his head to be, you know, a robot head. So while Jake pretends to be J-Mo, Finn pretends to be f Mo. Finn and Jake request new core system drivers from the robotic Mo factory receptionist. And the receptionist tells FMO to prepare for a full memory wipe. So FMO is voiced Finn. by. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The MO receptionist, yeah. what I meant to say, was voiced by Aziz Asari. Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah, who I think does a few of the different Mo's throughout the factory. Yeah. Who are all basically just the same personality. It's hilarious. It's really, really, really funny yeah. um, voice performance by him. So Finn backtracks, claiming that they had only visited the factory for nostalgic purposes. The receptionist then leads them on a complimentary factory tour on a tram. On the tour, Finn, Jake, and BMO spy the driver ports through which BMO can download the core system drivers. They jump off the tram, only to find the B port, the only port compatible with BMO, is not there, mm. which is interesting because it had like A through like yeah. F or Real G. suspense in the scene too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like the, he's like pushing him up against the different like like ports to see, but the B one is clearly like it's there. Like the B above it, the way they have it is like they have the letters across and then they have the different shapes of the bodies and then they also have the ports. And like the B one is like, it's just like, like cemented blocked off out. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's blocked out and then also like dist- anyway, it's clear that that the B port was not meant to be used. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I was thinking during the scene, like, oh, this is the first time you've seen, like, Finn and Jake in, like, real life-threatening danger mm-hmm. in a while. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, this, sometimes, like, we've had, a, like, a lot of, like, um, in-betweener episodes lately, which mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with. But, like, for this one, like, they're getting shot at with guns. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, like, vaporizer guns. If yeah. they hit, they get vaporized. Mm-hmm. So the factory security guards appear and they shoot their vaporizing guns at the three who dodge out of the way just in time. Mistakenly believing that they have successfully vaporized the intruders, the guards leave. So I wonder like like that sentence really minimized what happened. Yeah. So one of the so they like shoot and then one of the guards is like what if they escaped in the dust that we created? So the, the lead guard like <laughs> has them like turn around and look is like does anyone see the intruders? No. All right, let's go back to the break room. It's donut time. It's donut time. I yeah, the, I I love this lead security guard. So funny. He is so funny. And he has like all the best lines of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So the guards return to the staff lounge for a small talk. So Jake shapeshifts into one of them, carrying Finn and Bimo on his shoulders. Bimo explains that they can connect to one of the guard's ports, then hack into um, the guard's computer and find where B port is. So Jake plugs Bimo into one of the guards, recovering a map to the B-port, and then the three leap out of Jake's disguise. Like, just says, ah, it's us. They reboard the tram with the security guards, guards, uh, uh, in hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. They follow the map to B-port, falling off the tram and crashing through several floors before landing. The security guards fall soon after, brandishing their vaporization guns at the three before Bimo explains... I'm not non-mo. I'm BMO. The guards gasp and the voices ask, BMO? Did you hear BMO? Yeah. You think like, he's- yeah, they like all kneeled down on the ground. It was like insane. Mm-hmm. And then also like, like you didn't expect that to happen. Like when that happened in the episode, you're like, wait, what's happening? Everybody knows who BMO is. Yeah. Um, Finn, Jake, and Mimo. Mimo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finn, Jake, and BMO look up to see an emancipated emaciated, astrophied old man kept alive by Moe's. The man explains that he is Mo, the creator of the factory as well as the creator of BMO. Mo assures Finn and Jake that he will not restart BMO's personality. Mo explains that he originally built BMO to take care of his son, but since he never had a wife, then he never had a son. He sent BMO off into the world alone, hoping that he could find a family of his own Maybe even find somebody else's little boy to take care of. Yeah, it's a heartbreaking scene. Heartwarming and heartbreaking. So although he claims to have built a million robots, Mo says that BMO is very special. And built BMO to understand fun and how to play. And he built BMO to be more. B-M-O. So this is BMO's namesake. So CMO hands Mo a backup drive disc, which heals BMO. So BMO awakens and runs up to hug Mo. So Jake points out that although Mo claimed to have made a million robots, he and Finn only had only seen the receptionist and the security guards, and calls them jerks. So Mo then leads them to a hatch, which opens to reveal a populous and diverse ecosystem of robots. Mo tells Bimo to say hi to their family, and Bimo immediately does. The other Mo say hi back to Bimo, and Bimo slaps their screen with happiness, and the episode ends there. I thought the first time I saw this episode that this was like. Bimo found a new home, and this was the end of Bimo. Yeah. I was wrong. Yep. So what do you think of this episode? Oh, my gosh. This, like, pulled at my heartstrings hardcore. Yep, me too. It's like... Like, the whole episode up until that, like, reveal of Mo is like, this is good. This is a really good episode. And then it hits that point, and it's like, oh, this is a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, like, escalated the, like, value of the episode and, like, BMO's origin story. Yeah. And, like, thinking about, like, our own lives where we're trying to have a kid, you know, and, like, that's not going as planned. And it's just, like, thinking about how that happens and it's just really, really a powerful episode, I think. Yeah, it is. It's a very powerful episode. And one that I don't think really gets talked about enough. Like, I, you know, you hear a lot of people's favorite episodes, and I'm watching this again. It's good enough that I'm surprised I don't often or maybe ever hear that it's somebody's favorite. Well, and I also think, like, there's so many Adventure Time episodes, right? And mm-hmm. and, and I really wish that, like, it just really, 
this is adventure time at its best. Yep. You know, where it's like, it's like taking you down one way and all of a sudden it like coming out of nowhere feels like all of a sudden, like either it's an emotional or an adventure, like that just goes a certain way. And you're just like, holy hell, I was not expecting that. Yep. Yep. And I think that's where Adventure Time really shines. Like, that's where it goes. And so, like, this is a really good case in point of that. Yep. I think some of our most favorite episodes um, outside of Up a Tree mm-hmm. are, like, are exactly that, where it takes you down a path and then it surprises us with something that, like, laced with human emotion. Yeah. Holly Jolly Secrets. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. most of the episodes are like, okay, well, kind of goofy. And then you get that ending revealing ice king's past and it's like where did that come from right that was amazing great 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 example but the mo scene is really it tugs at the heartstrings a lot it does it's good so it's donut (laughs) o'clock i do think it's funny how like the security guard guys are like trying to drink coffee and like eat donuts but they're Mm. They have screens over their face, and so... Yeah, it's really funny. Um, that's another thing. I think it's it's not just the ending. This is a surprising episode all around. Just, just like with some of the places it goes, like, you know, they say, oh, you know, let's, you know, whatever, guys, let's go retire to the break room and get some donuts. I did not think we would then be going with them. Yeah, to, <laughs> to the break room. scene of just these security guards in a break room. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. There's yep. some great voice acting in this, and you're just like, wait, what's happening yeah. right now? I actually took notes on, because this episode, for some reason, has a few different people of note in the voice cast. Tell us, tell us more. So we already talked about Aziz Ansari as Demo, who does a really fun job. Uh, Chuck McCann is Mo, and he's done a ton of voice work over the years, and like lots of Disney stuff, like Tailspin and uh, DuckTales and stuff like that. And then Paul F. Tompkins is the ESMO captain, the security guard. So he's a comedian, and he does a lot of improv, and he, has, he does an improv comedy podcast called Super Ego with Matt Gorley that I, I used to listen to all the time. It's really funny. He's a mm-hmm. super talented guy. But his security guard is, like, one of the funniest characters, I think, of this whole season. Yeah. To get just one episode. Yeah. I think that this episode is just a gem, right? Yeah. Like, like you look at all the episodes around it. Like, even though Jake suits a good episode, like, mm-hmm. this is a great episode. This was such a surprise. Yeah. Especially after, I don't know, maybe it was just, like, the age I was when I saw this the first time. Like, I wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. But seeing it now, I'm like, oh, man, this is a powerful one. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I hate to move on, but where was the snail? The snail is on top of a faucet in a chute that Finn and Jake are falling through in the the mo factory so it's really funny they're being chased by the security mo's and they like f- like jump off and jake is using his body as a protector for yeah. bmo and finn and yeah. they like are falling through like all of this different like rooms he's like oh there's a driver and then he like keeps falling keeps falling yep. keeps falling until <laughs> they get to the very bottom where they meet mo yep yeah love it absolutely love it um, and that's another one of those blink and you miss it snail moments. Yeah, for real. No fill face. Uh, what is your favorite line? So when they had fallen through everything, um, both Finn and Jake have comments, but one of Jake's comments is too spicy. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> All right. So my favorite line was get off my tram, which is tram mo. <laughs> Wait, I think that was Demo. Is that who he does? Yeah, Demo. Demo. Oh, okay. That's Aziz. Yeah, sorry, but that's, that's right. like a classic Aziz. That's like, like a total Aziz like like the delivery. holding onto the vowel. Yep. Damn. Ah. So good. Do you want to give me an impression of a character? Hi, family. That's Bebo. That's Bemo saying hi to his family in the hatch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel so happy for Bemo. I like cried when I saw this. I was like, oh. yep. My impression is. Hey, toss me one of the nuts. And it's the leader. And he's talking about donuts. The leader of the ESMO security bots. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. So this is the first appearance of BMO's creator, Mo. I wonder if we see him in the future. Mo for show. Mo. Mo. <laughs> Mo. 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 So in the tree for it, a nuclear bomb could be seen on the shelf. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's revealed that out of all the Mobots that BMO is a one of a kind. BMO means be more. 
which is the title of the episode. Yeah. So BMO contains Windows.exe program files and Mac DMG application disk images indicating that they can use both. That's amazing. Got to use my nerd voice for that one. Oh my goodness. Core system drivers.sys with a MS-DOS Windows file ending appears to be uh, the only file deleted that is critical for BMO to keep functioning normally. Furthermore, the various modes can be read can read .mo files as seen when BMO is downloaded the map uh, of the factory. Wow, those last couple of facts are the ones where the kids listening to this start dozing off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be an ass. <laughs> So <laughs> when Finn and Jake fall through the factory floors, they pass a purple bed emblazoned ammo on the front. They also fall past the BMO port. Yep. I'm curious who Amo was. Amo. Or, yeah, good question. Maybe yeah. it's the very first Mo. A-mo. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Outside of Mo. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? But who is Amo? Maybe that was his wife <gasps> that he never had. He made a wife. Maybe. <laughs> When Finn jumps into the room with the Mo ports, the port for A Mo is somewhat somewhat visible. It appears to have the same general shape as B Mo, but is larger with no arms, a wider section on the top, and seems to have two sideways horns protruding from them on both sides. Interesting. Oh, my theory was just debunked. (laughs) (laughs) So B Mo can be turned on by pressing up the D-pad on the triangle button. When Finn, Jake, and BMO are on the final level, CMO makes another cameo appearance, handing BMO's backup driver disc to Mo. Oh, cool. BMO has a literal heart of gold. And that'll be referenced in the cultural references. Oh. A Mo named Elmo (laughs) Elmo. is holding a $1 bill that has the face of a skull, which appears to have broken horns attached to it. Oh, cool. Hmm. It has been stated by Pendleton Ward that Mo is not a human because he, he had been wasting away and bit by bit replaced his organs and body parts with electronics, making him a cyborg or even robot. Yeah, he makes a comment. It's like, well, my skin is human, but like the rest of him is clearly not. Yeah. So, but he's got like a, you know, human skin. So, and like, human frame. Like the even. Terminator. And it's curious that he didn't make legs that operate, but I guess he doesn't need them if he has that mode that carries him around. Yeah, it's true. In 2014, this episode was nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Short Format Animated Program. Did not know that. Totally deserved that nomination. yes. 100%. So uh, in the chapter B More, Amo, Amo? Amo's Amo's room, who is the antagonist of the chapter, is the more you mow and the mow you know part one and the mow you know. I don't think I've ever seen those episodes. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Guess we'll have to find out. All right. So these are cultural references. BMO's interface is similar to Apple computers. Obvi. When Mo repowered up BMO after fixing them, the old Apple startup chime plays. This also happened when BMO had their batteries reinserted in BMO Lost. Oh, yeah. I think we remember that one. The stone slabs in the title card slightly resemble Stonehenge. Oh, okay. I thought it did. I just yeah. didn't say it because I didn't want to sound dumb in case I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stonehenge. I couldn't remember. I was like, those look familiar. Those look like Stonehenge. When BMO opens BMO's case, among its innards are a diploma, a heart, and a medal. These are also the gifts given to the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Lion in the 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Yeah. While Esmos are going after Finn, Jake, and BMO, they go through a corkscrew, which is one of the famous roller coaster elements. BMO states that its memory, if its memory is wiped, all the memories will vanish like tears in the oven. This is a quote from Blade Runner, um, though BMO says it incorrectly. It should say that the memories vanish like tears in the rain. Yeah, which is a, a really great scene from that movie. This android is, um, they have like a specific lifeline, so they know exactly when they're going to expire. And this android's just kind of accepting that he's in like the last few seconds of his life and says that. Good stuff. That's so sad. So, in falling from the tram scene, there is a deactivated mode that resembles the original Game Boy Advance models in the AMO room. A tank for a small reptile or mammal is also in the room. Be more is the slogan for PBS. Oh. Yeah. Moe's design is based on the famous Arab-American actor Jamie Farr. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. That's cool. That's a lot of cool, like, uh, little references. Good job, Adventure Time, again. Good job. Uh, so, 
Um, so <laughs> regarding the um, grading Rubik, um, so what I'm going to be doing, just because uh, we're uh, time, I'm going to be going through this grading Rubik and grading this episode, and I'm going to say what the grade is at the beginning of the next episode. But then I'll have, it, we'll get it figured out by then. <laughs> we'll get it all sorted out. New stuff for Matt to figure out. But for now, uh, you can guess what the next episode is going to be about, which is called Sky Witch. All right. A massive ship services above the Candy Kingdom. Soon a witch appears and demands all the gold of the Candy Kingdom or she will zap Candy Kingdom citizens. Banded together, IK, PB, Finn, and Jake work to defeat the Sky Witch. IK, using his ability to fly, finds the Sky Witch and woos her. She falls under his spell to his delight, and she abandons her plot and lives with IK forever. Oh, I love that. I mm-hmm. love it. IK, fun and love. That's how the cookie crumbles. Wow. <laughs> so, um. Hey, Matt. We, yeah. Guess what? What? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we got so much listener feedback that we divided it. Uh, this episode, we're going to do emails we've gotten, and the next one, we'll do uh, reviews we've gotten on apple podcasts yeah thanks for being patient as we uh get this stuff together absolutely so the first thing we got is a uh, voicemail from jeremiah hi amy and matt this is jeremiah from south carolina i don't know why i did it like that he totally rhymed anyways compose yourself jeremiah (laughs) just want to say i had surgery like a week ago and when I can't sleep, I listen to podcasts, and I'm already up to, like, season four on yours. Been enjoying the heck out of it. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's superb. It is extraordinary. It is more adjectives. Yeah, I just want to tell you that. Oh, and I have to leave you with one thing. You call it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah. I kid you not. That just made my week. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, and we hope that you're healing fast. And we appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you, Jeremiah. All right. We got in an email from Corbin B. Hi, Matt and Amy. Thank you so much for reading my last email. I loved your guys's episode. It was awesome to get another kid's perspective on some episodes. I think the Grable series gets better as time goes on, and the later Grable's episodes are really great. One Last Job is also an amazing episode. I love all of the Jake, all of Jake's crazy partners, and it's funny to see Jake Jr. grow up so fast. Thanks again for reading. See you guys next time. Bye. P.S. Matt, my profile picture is an airborne clone trooper from Star Wars that I custom drew. Yeah, I see it, and it looks awesome. You got some mad skills, Corbin. For real. Yeah. Good job, Corbs. Yeah, and yeah, we're glad you liked those episodes, too, because those were really fun to talk about, and it was so cool having um, having the kids on as guests. It, it was only a matter of time before we had some kids on to talk about the show, and I think it went pretty well. So uh, the next one is titled Cool Adventure Time Mural from Ronan, and they say, Hi, Mad Amy. Hope you've been doing well. I saw this great Adventure Time plus regular show mural that I thought you might appreciate in Imperial Beach, a city not far from San Diego, where I live. <laughs> What's also cool is this city is right on the Mexican border and is therefore the most southwesterly point in the entire continental U.S. The mural is just a block from the water. Take care, Ronan. And I want to see this so bad it, in real life. Yeah, it looks so cool. Um, it's another one that Matt in the future put this on Twitter, please. So, yeah, it's, you just have to see it. It's awesome. It's black, black and white. You got like this giant lich head in the background, a bunch of Adventure Time characters in the foreground. I think I even see Nectar down there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. The sad thing is BMO has like a little, like it's broken on the bottom, but the, and it's like oh, ghost no. coming out of the mouth of the lich. Really, really cool. And then it has some regular show and it looks like, Oh, yeah, I know. Regular, that's all regular show. Very yep, cool. Yep, Muzzle Man back there. Guys, I've been like looking for an Adventure Time tattoo and I kind of like want this to be like realized, except I don't know that I want the Lich so prominent. Yeah. But it is freaking rad. So we'll post this on the Twits. Absolutely. The Twits. Oh, yeah, the Twits. Well, thank you so much. And also, thanks for that information on um, Imperial Beach. I that's really wonder cool. how far that is from us. We should Google it. Oh, San Diego. It's, I'm, I'm guessing it's something like a 16-hour drive. Probably. Yep, 16 Probably. to 20-hour drive. 
All right, newly joined joined Ben. Oh my God, we got a we got an email from Jessica C. Newly joined Ben binge watcher. You can split this up into different episodes if you want. My friend Ryan um, and his comment and listener feedback. He showed me this podcast, and now I'm hooked. Um, my favorite season is season five, Simon and Marcy. My favorite character is Pe- Peppermint Butler because of his ability in the dark arts. Yes, a hundred percent. My favorite thing about your guys' podcast is how you're active with your listeners. Sincerely, Gavin C. Very cool from Thank Detroit, so Michigan. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. And also, uh, welcome aboard. We're glad yeah. that you're enjoying the show. And uh, Simon and Marcy, great choice for, for for a favorite episode. 100%. Yeah, that's so good. And P. Butts as your uh, favorite character. Yeah. That's awesome. I hear like nobody ever say that. So it's like refreshing. It's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Pet, you rock. Pet Butts is the best. Pet Butts. <laughs> So uh, the next one is titled The Best by Zachary H. And they say, hello, I'm Zachary H. I really enjoy your podcast as well as listening to it with my wife. We love Adventure Time and stumbled upon your podcast one day. I listen to it every day at work. Please keep doing the show until you're through with it all. The show makes me happy and feels like a show like Adventure Time, Friends, or The Office. When I first finished... Wow, that's some high praise. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. When I first finished these shows, I felt empty inside and sad because... I didn't want to watch another show without these characters. I know that feeling exactly. Yep. So your podcast feels just like that to me, and I feel like I'd be sad and empty at the end of your final show. Aww. Please keep doing it. You guys are doing more than you think than it just being a podcast. You're bringing joy and happiness in people's lives. Keep going. Love you guys. Zach. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. That made me feel a little emotional. Thank you very much. All right, we got an email from Haley L. Hello, Matt and Amy. Okay, first things first, I want to say something. From Bimanor and King Worm. You said that the movie theaters are getting uh, gross and unpleasant. I have a story to tell you. Oh, me boy. And, me and my cousin went to see Michelle the, Michelle the Shell with Snouse on. And this one couple was standing in the entryway. And I had to go to the bathroom. And they were literally fighting. When I came back, they're in the back row. When the movie ends... They're in the back making out. Uh. Me and my family laughed about it. And first, it's a kid's movie. Why are you even there? And second, go yeah. home. <laughs> I also love to listen to you guys right now and I'm uh, when I'm sick. And I love it if you mention me. Bye. See you on the flip side. P.S. It hurts my innies. <laughs> I haven't gotten one of those out in a while. Some listeners, I, I also listeners love that. I bet there's others that are like, oh my goodness, what is it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> PBS, thank you for the amazing pod. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, I'm so glad Thanks, we can relate. I thought it was just us. I was like, is it just me or movie theater is just a nightmare now? No kidding. So I'm glad to know. All, it's I'm maybe glad to know and not glad to know because it's like it's sad that movie theaters are in that state. No kidding. Hey, also Haley sent this on October thirtieth, which is awesome because that's like one day before my favorite holiday. That's true. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's a fact. Oh, hey, we got another one down here. I didn't even see this. Here we go. This one's titled "Missing You." Oh, this is from when we were in the middle of moving and everything. In our hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> By John B. And they say, "Hey, I've listened to every episode of your wonderful podcast." It's so much fun and a great companion as I watch Adventure Time. Hope you guys are okay and planning to record more podcasts. Guess what? We are. And and since this email, we have been. <laughs> Yours, John B. from Sandwich UK. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. It's really cool. I was going through our um, analytics and realized oh, a huge portion of our listeners are in the UK. Like, I think a quarter of our entire listener base. That's, so really, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is six people. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that email. We really appreciate it. And we're glad you're enjoying the show. But uh, I think that's just about going to wrap it up. Matt, any last thoughts about these episodes? Uh, they were both phenomenal. I think these episodes are great. I think that the BMO episode is probably one of my all-time favorite episodes. I love it. And uh, I want more like that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yep. I, I can't believe I've forgotten how good it was. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Matt? Hope we have more surprises like that. Oh. Yes. Um, if our listeners want to get a hold of us, they can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on the the uh, socials at ohmyglobpodcast. We're not 100% great at getting back to you on the socials. If there's someone who wants to volunteer their time and be a social media person for us we would not oppose be opposed to that but 
uh, reach out to us and we'll respond as we're able. Um, you can also call us and leave a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB. Are you okay there? You yeah, sound like that hurt your feelings I, when I, you said I, it. I, I, think I, I think I memorized it because for some insane reason, I didn't have it in our show notes. So I have to go back. Here we go. 216-260-GLOB. Hey, I did memorize Good it. Good job, Maddie. Or 216-260-4562. All right. And with that, I am Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.